the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Today we will wrap up our series entitled The Fullness of Faith. In this series, we've focused on the process of our faith, which says that doing what Jesus says is right each day with the right heart will accomplish the will of God, and God will have his will through us. And the Lord's Prayer puts it like this, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And that happens through us. In this series, we've said that Christianity is a process of change and that by our faith, God changes us, and then we change the world around us. And we said that for this process to work, we must focus on doing the next right thing, as explained by Jesus, trusting the process and leaving the outcomes to God. And last week, we talked a lot about that in our Love Your Neighbor episode, which is available on podcast. So, what exactly do I mean when I talk about the process? A process is a system whereby we focus on doing little things correctly so that they come together in a predictable and greater outcome. All processes involve doing something with intention. So, for example, the process of dieting means that we burn more calories than we consume. We don't stand on the scale and stare at the numbers. We eat differently, and we exercise, and we know that if we do this over time, we'll lose weight, and the scale will reflect it. It's a trustworthy process. It's science. Another example, saving money, spending a little less each day than we make. This will allow us to save. We don't focus on our savings account and stare at the balance on the computer. We focus on each opportunity that we have not to spend unnecessarily. And we know that eventually the balance of our savings account will increase. It's a process which produces predictable results. It's math. The process of raising a child is to teach them a little bit every day. 
We teach by modeling right behavior and by explaining things with words. And eventually, with God's help, they'll grow up, they'll be prepared to face this difficult world, and we will have raised a child. It's a predictable and loving process. So if you hear what I'm saying, we can trust the scientific process of dieting, and we can trust the mathematical process of saving, and we can trust the loving process of child raising. Well, the process of loving Jesus and being a Christian is no different. There must be intention and action. If we do everything as if unto the Lord, each thing we do each day, according to Jesus' teaching, being honest with ourselves when we fall short, repenting, asking him for forgiveness in our hearts, tearful contrition, genuine forgiveness as we stand in the glare of the truth of our actions, we fell short, we ask him for help in that weakness, and then we try again the next day. And in the empowerment of his grace, we will be Christians, and by this process, we will be changed, and then we will change the world. So it's a trustworthy process. It's faith. And God has promised that no one who believes in him will be put to shame. So I hope what you're hearing here is that we don't eat the whole elephant each day. We just take a bite and we chew on that bite. And that comes from my neighbor who watched me build a house by myself. And each day I'd show up to work on that house and he would say, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. (laughs) So process is based on intentional action to produce predictable, desirable results in the aggregate. In the course of the series, we had the process defined as uh, by Jesus when he outlined, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself when he was asked which commandments are the most important. So part one is to love God, part two is to love your neighbor, and part three is to love yourself. To sum up, As you've heard me say before, as Christians, we are not in the outcome business. Instead, we give ourselves to the process. We trust that if we dedicate ourselves to that which Jesus has shown us, God will achieve the outcomes he desires through us. And if you missed any of those episodes, remember you can always hear them as podcasts on CourageousChristianity.today at kkht.com or on your favorite podcast app. So today we're going to wrap this all up, and we have a very special guest joining us again. And that's Pastor Jeff Neal from the Logos Community Church in Harlingen, Texas. And Pastor Jeff, thanks for coming back. Welcome. Always a pleasure. Glad to be with you two again this morning. Thank you so much. As always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my loyal wingman, Christy Mendelo. Hello, Pastor Jeff. Welcome back. Hi there. Good to, good to be with you again. Friends, before we begin, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Pastor Jeff, will you pray for us? I thought we would pray the Our Father, the Lord's Prayer, to make clear in our minds what we're doing in this process. Sure, and I'll hopefully go at the right speed, but here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. So, friends, what God says is right. Okay, that's the end of that. <laughs> it's that episode simple. episode is over. It is really that simple. What God says is right. It never varies. We can trust it to guide us in darkness. It's a trustworthy process, and he explained it in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, when he said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. So as we struggle in this world, we realize that the payoff for us is to just do things as he says, and then we don't have to worry. So when I say process, and as you hear all of this, Pastor Jeff, what comes to you? Well, I mean, you know, process, it could be uh, a scary word, and I think what happens, and I, I think you've nailed it, is we begin to think of, of the end and all these things that I've got to do, and it's it's honestly, it's overwhelming. But I love what you said in the intro is, is Christianity is just, or I, th- I think a, a theologian said one time of discipleship, and he said that it's really just a lot of small steps of obedience in the right direction. And you said it mm. this way, doing the next right thing. And I think that's easy to digest. That's easy to get behind. I don't have to solve the world. I just have to do the next right thing. Yeah, it's, it, it can be overwhelming, uh, you know, the, it's kind of the backlash to the entitlement of this world. The world teaches us to think of everything in terms of ourselves, and we're all-powerful, all-knowing, and just Google it if you're not sure. And what we don't realize is then we think that we're actually in control, and then we <laughs> think that we're actually responsible for the outcomes. And then we turn on CNN and we realize stuff's happening in China and we're thinking, man, I need to make a decision. This whole China situation is going to get out of hand. And then you come back to reality and you come back to yourself and you say, okay, hold on a second. What is real? I don't have any control over China. What's real is I can control my own behavior. I can control tomorrow morning when I wake up what I do. And so I'm going to give myself to God and I'm going to realize I'm his child and then I'm going to go treat my neighbor with love. I can control my thoughts as well. Yeah. Now, say, say a little more about that. So I heard you say we can control our behavior, but often our behavior starts with our thoughts. And by our thoughts, getting into the process of waking up in the morning, um, uh, immediately praying maybe maybe you say the lord's prayer and then going straight to the word of the day the verse of the day whatever that may be and get into a process of that we start there in the word our minds are controlled focused on that not what's being said on cnn yeah it's the think feel act cycle it's not the feel think act cycle so as you think you're responsible for what's going on in china and you miss all these local opportunities and community like we talked about last week The truth is you have to not feel like you're responsible for China because when you ask what is real, (laughs) you're not. You have to think, okay, what's really happening here? And then the feelings flow from there and the actions flow from there. And I actually experienced something interesting where 
The words could have led me astray, but I prayed about it, and then I said the right words. And then as a result of thinking the right thoughts and saying the right words, I felt the right feelings, and those feelings were brought to bear on my neighbor. Pastor Jeff, Mm. what do you think about that success on my part? (laughs) No, I I love it. I mean, um, now, if you think of the wisdom literature in the Bible, uh, the Proverbs, for instance, we know that they're not prescriptive that say, if you do A, always B will result. But they are these general principles that uh, that that God does bless the righteous. God does watch and see and bring about good good conclusions as we are faithful to Him, as we love our neighbors, um, just doing again the next right thing. Absolutely, I love Proverbs. I was sitting next to a guy on an airplane once who had just graduated from business school, and I congratulated him, and I asked him if he'd ever read the Bible. And he said no. And I said, well, you should read the book of Proverbs. And at that point, he's staring at me like, what are you talking about? And I said, the book of Proverbs is filled with business advice. It's filled with the advice on how to conduct yourself in all these different situations. You should read it. God promises that if you read it and if you do those things, then you'll be successful. And a proverb says, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord ponders the hearts. So sometimes maybe you won't do it exactly right, but your heart will be in the right place and God will bless that. And we're going to talk about it a little more in the second segment with Pastor Jeff Neal. Stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelow. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield, and we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public, nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission and this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelo, and we are talking again, thankfully, this week with Pastor Jeff Neal. And he's helping us in our series finale. We've discussed the fullness of faith over the last couple of weeks, a series about the process of faith, how we don't have to eat the entire elephant in one day. We don't have to solve the problems in China. We can just devote ourselves each day to doing the next right thing, and God will control the outcome. And I had some examples of processes. Uh, Christy gets mad. She says, I, sometimes I say process, sometimes I say process. I don't get mad. No, you don't get mad. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. Uh, I was raised kind of in a British house, and I guess my dad would say process. 
and but he also pronounced Waco Wacko. So maybe <laughs> let's I not should... do that. That's that'll hit way too close to home. <laughs> yeah, may, no pun intended. Maybe right. I. Should... Okay, we're going to stop now, Pastor Jeff. How would you describe the process of our faith? Um, I, I feel like it's uh, you know it's kind of a like I'm repeating myself, but I think that's good. I mean, I think that's the way the Bible was laid out, and so I'm, I'm thinking back over our last conversation, and you mentioned Rich the grace of God, and that to me is where it starts. I think of Titus chapter two verses eleven through fourteen. Paul tells Titus, the grace of God has appeared, and it's done all these amazing things. It, it, it has, it's brought salvation for people. It's trained us to, to renounce ungodliness, to say no to the bad stuff, to say yes to the right stuff, to, to put worldly passions in check, and to live self-controlled lives. It's done all these things, that in the grace or the blessing, the undeserved blessing of God. And then you begin towards the end of this passage, again, Titus 2, 11 through 14, you, you get to the why. It, it mentions Jesus who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. So it's like it all comes together. God has given grace. That grace has come in the Son, his Son, Jesus, who is is making a special people for his own possession, and those people will be zealous for good works. That, to me, is is really the process of how it all works and why it works and, and what, what God's doing. I love that. Uh, I think, uh, as a Marine, I'm always thinking, what is the desired end state? What are we trying to achieve here? What's gonna, what is this going to look like in the end? And so I think it's very important to go to the end of the story. And so the end of his works in us is that he uh, purifies a people for his very own for works of service. And then the next question is, what do we do in those works of service? And so it's when our buckets are so full, knowing we are so loved by the creator of the universe, that as we love our neighbors, we will make change happen. And so going to the end of the story, I love this scripture which says, Romans chapter 14, verse 11, It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So I believe that with all my heart. And if you know that's the end of the story, then the question for each of us on a daily basis is to say, what part am I going to play in that? Am I going to be obstructive to that end, or am I going to be a, a facilitator shining God's light into every dark corner with courage and conviction. So that's an amazing opportunity, and it's kind of exciting. We are these strange people, Rich, in that we we do understand the sovereignty of God. We do understand how things will end, and yet that does not make us fatalist because what we see is the way those things will end are a result of all these works that God has planned. Ephesians 2 talks about that, that were planned for us before we were even created. And so the end is secured, and yet we, God uses us, has chosen to use us as the means to those ends. And so it, it is you speaking kindness to a person. It is you having a, an interaction on an airplane with someone those kind of divinely inspired interactions 
those are God planned, and we just step into them, and we're we're faithful in the moment, and we don't know. We may think that that person brushes us off, and 22 years later, that person comes to faith by a seed that was planted in an airplane, and there's just a confidence that we know God's going to work his plan out, and we run hard, we run our race hard, and, and are faithful in the things that he's called us to, leaving the results to him. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. It's very easy to feel, uh, friends, as you're listening to this, it's very easy to think, man, I don't know Scripture well enough. I can't memorize this. I, uh, I, I'm not worthy of this task. And that's, and that's the devil whispering, because there's a slight misunderstanding of what's required of you. Because first and foremost, if Scripture says that the beginning of this entire journey is in our heart's true repentance— then when you acknowledge that Jesus has the power to forgive you of all of your sins and you come before him and you repent and you say, Lord, I've fallen short and, and I want to have the peace that I can only have in you. Please restore me and forgive me. And what, what father, if his child comes to him and says, Father, I really messed this up. Please help me. I'm so sorry. What father, even an earthly father, wouldn't look down on that uh, genuine contrition and not want to lift that child up. And so God does that with us through his son, Jesus. And in that amazing opportunity, we then serve. And so you may not know all of the scriptures and you may not be able to keep them in your head, but what you do know is what Jesus has done for you. So in the absence of anything else, you can always talk to somebody about your testimony and your repentance And we said this once uh, in a show not too long ago, that the thing that you're hiding from the world right now, the thing you're most ashamed of, the area where you're falling short most egregiously, will become the thing about which you testify publicly in every opportunity through the work of God. And it's just so amazing. So I kind of went on there. I (laughs) I, I, I get excited about the love of Jesus and how we can feel small, but he's huge enough to make all of us bigger. Well, and I think a lot of people yeah. think that, and we've spoken to it throughout the series, is that we can be a little overwhelmed by all of this and thinking we need to get out there and love our neighbors and I've got to work on myself and uh, all of those things kind of spiraling. But we just, we have to start. And starting with that repentance is... Uh, the first and most important and the safest and the most amazing place that we could start with. Yeah, let him do his work. In the show last week, we talked a little bit about attachment and detachment. And we said that Jesus was so attached to his father that he was detached from the world. And we don't mean uh, he was unloving or that he was cavalier because, in fact, he gave himself for this world that we would be redeemed But when he said, let this cup pass from my lips, but not my will, but yours, what he's saying is, I'm going to detach myself from what I need in this situation and from what I think in this situation, and I'm going to attach myself to what God says is going to happen, and in that way, his will be done through me. And I think that's so amazing because what I'm asking here is that you not be too attached to your thoughts about yourself or what you don't know or what you should know or about how you all these different things, just attach yourself to the love of God in your heart's true repentance 
at the foot of the cross where his son will lift you up and, and lead you into all of this potential when you just bring your heart to bear on your neighbors in true love. Pastor Jeff, is that overly simplistic? I think it's perfectly simplistic, and I love I love what Christy mentioned, which I think is a hang-up for many of us, is it can be overwhelming. You know, I cannot solve world hunger, and so then I'm, I maybe am led to just sit at my desk, but, but then I'm, I think the right response is, you know, but I can maybe solve hunger for one guy that's on the sidewalk outside of my office for this lunchtime, and yeah. I can't. And so I'm not going to solve world hunger, but I can solve his hunger for the next few hours. And taking that next obedient step in confidence, um, I think that's what, what God calling us to, to see people around us, have our eyes open, see the need, and think, is there one or two things that I can do today to bless somebody? Yeah, and uh, I don't want to quote myself because um, that's not really very good i don't guess what would you like me to quote um it just we were we've talked about it often just do the next right thing and so in the repentance uh of of our hearts as we come before jesus it's not about what happened yesterday it's not about uh this thing that you messed up or that thing that you messed up if you focus in the rearview mirror instead of looking out the windshield you're just going to have a crash another crash so what Pastor Jeff was just alluding to in my mind is just do the next right thing. Not all the things that need to be done, which are well beyond you. Not all the things you have to do tomorrow and next month and next year. Just do this very next right thing. Asking first what is required in this situation by your God and how can you do that? What does Scripture say? What's the opportunity here and not my will, but yours, Lord. Daniel is a great example of that in the Bible. We spoke to that in the first uh, show of the series. As yeah. he knelt by the window, stayed with his own diet, yeah, and the outcomes were handled. He just did the next right thing. Uh, what was it? Uh, Pastor Steve was with us, and uh, I asked him what his example of a process in the Bible was. And he said something absolutely amazing, and I'm going to save that to talk to you about in the next segment so that you're going to be forced to come on back. <laughs> I remember what my example was. My example was the Battle of Jericho, where the Lord said, for six days, march around the city walls. And on the seventh day, they marched around with the Ark of the Covenant, and they blew the trumpets, and the walls fell down. And so seven days, that's a week. And all God said was, walk it out each day. Just each day, do the right things with the Ark of the Covenant, carrying me before you in all situations, and then I will make things happen according to my will. So they did it for six days, and on the seventh day, they had their way when the walls came tumbling down. And stay with us. We're going to talk to you about what Pastor Steve said in the first show a little bit, uh, a moment from now. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mindelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. 
Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. I counted the streetlights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're talking with Pastor Jeff Neal, a friend of the show and a longtime friend of mine. We went to college together. And Pastor Jeff was a Marine infantry officer, and his heart for Jesus led him to become a pastor, and he is in Harlingen, Texas, at the Logos Community Church. And we are talking about the fullness of our faith, the full expression of our faith, and how that will change the world in the process of faith. And so we talked a lot about processes or processes over the last uh, couple weeks. And we said that Jesus outlined this process when he was asked which commandment is most important. And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And so we broke it down over the uh, this series, the course of this series. We talked about first loving God and establishing alignment with uh, yourself and him. And then we actually reversed it and we talked about loving yourself because if you're loved by God, you got to love yourself. And we talked about how you can't give away what you don't have. And so when you uh, ask Jesus to forgive you and you actually let those things go so that uh, there's not this massive impediment to all the good work that you can do, you drop it and you let it go and you give it to Christ at the foot of the cross and you say, Uh, I want to be one of your uh, holy nation doing these amazing works of service. And then last week with Pastor Jeff, we talked about loving your neighbor. So God loves you. Your heart's response to that love is to feel loved and then say, holy moly, what can I do? And that is love my neighbor. And that's the process. 
And he also said this, and I just absolutely love it. We need to love up close. Yeah, Pastor Jeff said that last week, love up close. Uh, I've often said that a Marine could uh, put on his uniform and sit in his living room and uh, read his regulations and uh, it would do nothing. He has to join a unit and he has to accomplish his nation's missions. And so as Christians, yes, we could sit in our living rooms and read our Bibles. And that's an important thing as we seek God and as we seek alignment. But eventually that faith must be expressed in the love we have for our neighbors. And that's done in community because in the absence of a neighbor, you can't love a neighbor. That makes sense. That, that, <laughs> that pure sense. Uh, so yeah. uh, Pastor Jeff talked about being in community and loving your neighbor. Pastor Jeff, uh, that was very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. Well, I, I grew up hearing it kind of in a knock against uh, some Christians this this uh, f- phrase, um, you know, that person is so heavenly minded, but they're of no earthly good. And it was kind of a, a knock against a person that is just saturating themselves in scripture and worship of God, and um, but they don't do anything tangibly. And I've just not found that to be the case with most people that I know. I have found, in, in contrast, that it's the people that are spending time in Scripture, having God's Word wash over them, that are spending time with the Father in prayer, that are spending time in worship, that then go out and do the most earthly good. Yeah. Again, we've we've said this several different times in several different ways in last week and this week's show, but, but just that when that person is loving God and knowing that God has loved them in Christ Jesus, those are the people that are going out to change the world and love love the world. Yeah, it seems that's when the the fruit is bared out there. Um, when and this is a little bit of a question that I've kind of had or thought comment maybe running in my head throughout the series is it loving God, loving yourself, loving your neighbor, loving your neighbor. Easy for me to say today for you some got reason. This. <laughs> <laughs> neighbor. They seem like they work all together so much better to have a greater impact uh, than in isolation. Would that be fair to say, Pastor Jeff? I think so. And I think of like, I'm, I'm just thinking of where our enemy can come. He can mm. come and have have a person not really understand who they're in Christ. And so he takes kind of that leg out of the, he knocks that leg of the stool out from under a person, or he 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 starts um, distracting a person from their time with God, and they're not reading the Bible or praying, and so he knocks that leg out of this you know, out from under the stool. So I think you're right that these things work together, and we do have an enemy that that knows that as well, and he's going to try to knock one of the legs out from under the stool. Yeah, it's so important. If you think about your quiet time each morning, I was just uh, saying to somebody, uh, a warrior goes to sleep with a plan. That plan is to wake up in the morning, remind themselves who their commander is, remind themselves what their mission is, read their rules of engagement, and then go and engage the enemy. You need to go to sleep with a plan in order to wake up with a plan. You need to go to sleep with a plan and wake up with a plan in order to contend with the enemy because the enemy has a plan. 
And so that plan is to come against your relationship with God, first and foremost. You're going to be too busy. You've got to get up at 4 in the morning, and you say, I can't get up at 3.45 and pray and read my Bible. And then the next thing you know, you're out there in bad guy country with no protection and no alignment, and you've forgotten what the commander said and what the commander wants of you, and so now the enemy is having his way with you, and perhaps uh, you, you conduct yourself in a bad way while calling yourself a Christian. And Scripture says about that person, my name is blasphemed among pagans because of you. So the stakes are very high because as we shine God's light on the world around us, remember, he is glorified in the good works that we do. And when we're wearing the uniform as a Christian and we do bad things, then his name is also blasphemed. And people say, man, I want no part of that Jesus guy because that guy called himself a Christian and he was a total mess. What do you think about that, Pastor Jeff? Uh, I think you're you're right on. I mean, our yeah. You know, someone said, you know, people for every one person that reads the Bible, the other ninety nine are reading the Christian. Um, and so <laughs> that's powerful. Yeah, we 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 are uh, people are watching, and um, that they want every opportunity to to see us fall. I, you know, in some ways that then that can discredit our message, and then they don't have to respond to Jesus and repentance. And so how we live does matter, absolutely. Yeah, that you just said something critical. And then they get out of having to uh, respond to Jesus. They get out of having uh, to stand in the glare of the truth in accountability That's and right. say, am I being the person I, I should be? Because they're going to blame it all on uh, you. And so something we talked about in the show a lot, we talked about brilliance and the basics. I talked about a deployment that I did to Afghanistan where I was leading an advisor team. And about midway through the deployment, that advisor team was starting to get tired and we were starting to have uh, feelings like, uh, is what we're doing here really working? And some of the things that had happened over the course of the deployment felt really heavy on us. And I talked to the team about brilliance in the basics. And I said to them, hey, we just do the next right thing. And then we're going to go home. And that'll be the end of the deployment. And we will have done our jobs. So we don't have to worry about everything that happens in Afghanistan. We just worry about what we do next. And so after that deployment, or rather, after we uh, recently pulled out of Afghanistan, some of those Marines texted me or emailed me and they're like, sir, uh, how does this make you feel? And I said, brother, we had a mission, we went over there, we did our mission, we came home. Uh, one of the reasons why I've been successful in the Marine Corps is I stay in my lane and yeah. I do my job. And so as Christians, we need to stay in our lane and focus on our opportunity in our lane and not do God's job. I'm not in the outcomes business. I have enough trouble being the guy I'm supposed to be on a daily basis. And so brilliance in the basics, wake up, Give yourself to God in prayer. Ask him to help you. Read some of his word. Let the Holy Spirit speak into your life. And then go outside the wire and try to do the next right thing and see if there's some good that you can do. And I know uh, Pastor Jeff gets it because he's a Marine. Right, Pastor Jeff? Uh, absolutely. You're, you're on a roll today, Rich. You know, I'm writing all these nuggets down. Next right thing, brilliance, and the basics. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, I'll tell you something else. I got another one for you. <laughs> now you're uh, on a roll today. I Last week it. I was. <laughs> yeah, oh, you were awesome. Um, okay, in the airlines and in the military, we do immediate action drills. Uh, let's say we're practicing, uh, we're moving in a column and the enemy engages us from two o'clock. And we have these immediate action drills. We're going to pivot. We're going to do this. This person's going to set up a base of fire over here. We're going to flank the enemy. We're going to do this. These are immediate action drills uh, at the airlines and as a, a, a pilot in the military. We rehearse emergency procedures. And we say, if this happens, then uh, the throttles go to idle and I lock my harness and I blah, 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 blah. We can do the same thing as Christians. We can have pre-planned reactions. So, for example, the first thing we do is uh, we set our hearts on Jesus. We pray. We ask him for help. Now, we ask him to slow the day down. We don't do too much stuff so that we can plan in some reaction time. And then we go outside the wire and the enemy throws something against us. Somebody says something and we say, We've already rehearsed it. We say my choices in this situation are respond uh, or don't respond. I can walk away or I can engage if there's some good that I can do. And so you've got that set ahead of time. And in that way, we are always being intentional as warriors on the spiritual battlefield and glorifying our God in all that we do. And stay with us. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in the final segment. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. What a friend we have in Jesus. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are wrapping up our series on the process of faith in the fullness of our faith. And through this series, we've talked about loving God as the fountain from which all else flows, and then feeling his love and our heart's response to that love in everything else that we do as we love our neighbors and bring God's truth and love to bear on them. And that is the process. And we don't worry about what those people do with that love. We don't worry about where they end up beyond just wanting the good for them and the best for them. All we have to focus on is truly 
living out our faith, testifying about Jesus's love in our life, and knowing that as we plant those seeds, God will water them and harvest them. And so talking with Pastor Jeff Neal, Jeff, what things are critical to us on a daily basis as we engage in that process? Well, I I love, you know, you've kind of, you've spoken about a few of these things. Um, And and so we're clear as Christians that we don't do these rituals or disciplines uh, in, in order to get the favor of God, we operate out of an understanding that in Christ we have the favor of God. But if we're, if we're not careful, we can throw caution to the wind and, and say, well, then it's kind of a, you know, I just kind of operate as I want. That's not the freedom that Jesus has come to give us. Give us. So Jesus' the spiritual discipline is all through the Bible, self-control, um, it, it's wise to bring our, our our lives into discipline, and so for me, it's it's things like you know daily Bible reading and prayer. And I, although the Bible doesn't say you've got to do it in the morning, um, you know you may have a, a certain work shift or or kind of the way you are wired. Some people do that at night. I, I get that, but I will argue that there's something special about establishing your day as you mentioned, in the presence of God, letting God's Word wash over you. So certainly time, daily time in God's Word and prayer, praying for others, um, taking time to rest. Um, uh, God has given us this picture of the Sabbath as a, a time, and I think it, it flows perfectly into what we're discussing, that the Sabbath reminds me, time off reminds me, I'm not in control of this thing. I have I have work to do. God wants me to do good works, but this is all about God, and God is orchestrating the, the final piece. And so um, it also allows me some special time. We talk in the business world of not always working in the business, but work on the business and time to reflect and rest and recharge and, and get my bucket full. Um, and so those are probably some, some key ones for me. Yeah, uh, what I was thinking about as you were talking is the story of the young guy who goes to become a lumberjack and he goes to the foreman and he says, I want to join your crew. And the foreman says, well, let me see you work. And the kid drops three trees in the time it takes most guys uh, to drop one tree. And the foreman is overjoyed. And uh, he says, you'll start Monday. And the kid starts Monday And on Friday, the foreman calls him into the uh, office and he says, I'm going to have to let you go. And the kid says, why? I've been working so hard every day. And the foreman says, did you sharpen your axe? And so uh, the point of that story is he was great on the Monday. His axe was sharp and then his axe got dulled through the week. And on Friday, he's getting fired because although he's working hard, It's not with a sharp axe. And so something I've identified in my own life is the need to be more intentional with the Sabbath. I wasn't, uh, I think I've talked about this recently, the fourth commandment where God is setting us up for success. And here I am with my work schedule, not necessarily taking the time to sharpen my axe. 
And Pastor Jeff, I so agree with what you're saying. I was picturing Marines in Afghanistan. It's four in the morning. Our trucks are idling. We're standing in the headlights of the trucks. We're getting ready to go outside the wire. And we're reviewing our rules of engagement. And we're going over each other's gear. And we're making sure we're all squared away. We're briefing what the mission is going to be and reminding ourselves. And so what you said about getting sorted out first thing in the morning and uh, preparing your heart and aligning yourself with your commander and your mission for the day, I think, is so important. And so uh, final thoughts, Pastor Jeff, on the process of our faith. Hmm. Again, not to sound like a broken record, but I, I just think the the things that you guys have mentioned over the course of the series, that um, we have to know who God is, and we have to worship him as he's revealed himself in Scripture, not a God that we make up or a God that we would wish or desire if we were in the God-making business. But we have a God who has already established who he is and, and what he likes and doesn't like. And, um, and so we worship that God, and we spend time, and, and, and that's not wasted time. I'm, I'm reminded of the Martin Luther quote, um, I'm, I have a busy day ahead of me, so I will therefore spend the first three hours in prayer. That is where everything starts, that relationship with God. And of course, then out of that, I'm reminded who I am. I'm no longer a, a worthless sinner destined for hell, but I am considered a, a righteous saint headed towards eternity with God. And then out of that confidence, I am free now and and actually enjoy going and serving my neighbor, which Jesus says um, it's not only the person that I love, but it, it's uh, I'm, I'm to love even the person that I consider my enemy. And I can do that because those other legs of the stool are, are supported. I'm, I'm loving God. I'm reminded he loves me. And so um, that's the process, and it sounds kind of simple. There's not a whole lot more to it, and it's just going out and living that, doing the next right thing. Amen. I think that's fantastic. Uh, the truth of the opportunity that we have in God, and that brings us to the moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion And we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant, and that it never fails. And today, our moment of truth comes from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And Pastor Jeff mentioned that scripture before. The process of loving God is that we love our neighbors. He first loves us, and everything else is our heart's response to that love as his children, because we believed in the name of Jesus. He redeems us, so we can redeem our neighbors because he doesn't want any of his children left. And this means that we've been prepared by God specially for this purpose. God has his eyes on each of us before we are born. 
and he is insistent on our potential for good. So we're made in God's image, all of us. And we can't hurt each other without hurting God because he made us and because we're made in his image. If we think less of ourselves, we hurt him because we diminish his presence in us and his work in us and the work for which we have been prepared in his purpose for our lives. So loving ourselves means a lot of things. It means seeing ourselves as God sees us. It means believing that God has a plan for us in his kingdom. It means we're worthy of forgiveness, and it means hope for the good that we can do. And then loving our neighbors. Loving our neighbors means a lot of things. Don't compare yourself to others. Focus on the process of loving them where they are and encouraging them in the truth of Christ. Scripture says, mercy triumphs over judgment. And are we not all in need of mercy in these difficult days? If wronged, have faith that everything hidden will be brought out into the open. Have faith that if there's punishment to measure out, God will handle it. And have faith that you will not be put to shame. Remember that God sacrificed his son for us while we were yet sinners. All of us and each of us, that is how much each of us mean to him. So when we submit ourselves to the process of our faith, we stand the very best chance of achieving God's desired outcomes. And anything else is anarchy. Anything else is self-reliance. Anything else is to give to the devil the respect that rightfully belongs to God. So finally, friends, processes guide us. They guide us in safety. They guide us in combat. They guide us in dieting, in saving, in raising children, and in being the people that God wants us to be. Processes are meant to guide us through difficult times. They are especially good for difficult times to slow things down and allow us to be intentional. The processes of faith will work despite this very difficult world, and you must believe that. And that is courageous Christianity. Pastor Jeff, thank you so much for being with us for the second week in a row. Your, your compassionate voice and your, your love for your people is just, uh, I can hear it in everything you say. Well, it's a pleasure to be with you guys every time. Love it. Christy, it's been a wonderful series. It really has. It's been eye-opening. Um, convicting (laughs) in some places, um, but inspiring and encouraging. Amen. Thank you, God. Friends, thanks for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word, at kkht.com or on courageouschristianity.today or your favorite podcast app where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.